Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Breakdown. My name is Ron Humiston. I'm your host. As always, we're joined with the one, the only, lead pastor, Nick. The big cheese. The big cheese. The big squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any of you squeeze me, it's over. Actually, is the Jesus. only one. Your wife is the only no, one. I'm telling Jesus on you. That's fine. Well, hey, we are back with uh, episode five. Is that what I said? I literally just looked it up. and I Five. Episode five, season two. I got caught up in the big squeeze. So, well, hey. good. Night. I know. I'm, let's, Lord save us. Oh man, we need help. Let's let's just cruise on past that. You can tell that Adventure Week is next week because we're oh, all man. running at a hundred miles an hour, we're, and this is what happens when our brain capacity is at capacity. I even have notes, but there's no like, how do I get back on without you get just, notes? I don't even get notes. I get notes because if oh. I don't, I sound uh, <laughs> even more like an idiot than I probably oh, already whatever. do. So whatever. wanting to be clear and concise, jumping right in each and every week. First off, last week, uh, we got to hear kind of your heart as a pastor, the oh, yeah, state yeah. of Calvary. So if you haven't listened to last week, go listen to last week, uh, last week's episode. It's entitled A Pastor's Heart. Um, so just thanks for Thanks for kind of pulling. Not that you're not transparent, yeah. But it's a different setting. Like Sunday morning's not the place sure. to do that, but it allowed um, it allowed the church to see yeah. you know kind of your heart and things that you're thinking and processing through. And so I had a couple of people even come up to me Sunday and they were like, "I really appreciated that." And like some of those things, they're like, "I I guess I just I knew, but I didn't know." Like it was good confirmation. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So it was and fun. it was probably helped that. I said like five words. They're like, yes, more Nick, less John. <laughs> so, but we're jumping back into Revelation uh, today. Uh, we we are we're, we're we're pulling out of Revelation chapter two, looking at the letter to the church at Smyrna. That's a beautiful Smyrna. name, Smyrna. Let me tell you. Um, and uh, just just a little. <laughs> that's going to name my next daughter. <laughs> Smyrna, come here. Get oh, over here. Oh, that poor girl. Um, you talked about this in your message. Um, and so the word Smyrna means bitter. Yeah, means bitter. And so myrrh, mm-hmm. which was a fragrant um, that we see, it was a perfume used in embalming dead bodies. Uh, it only became fragrant when someone crushed it. Correct. Which is just right down the target of where we're going. <laughs> oh just my. a good crushing. Just a good crushing a, podcast. A good suffering morning. and tribulation. Because um, oh, I think, honestly, as as we look into um, uh, this kind of, uh, this topic right now, mm-hmm. especially for Christians, oh, yeah. this seems to be a huge hurdle for believers and non-believers so alike. True. And so for us... Um, we're beginning, not that we haven't been in the meat of it, but we're beginning to kind of get in the the way more uncomfortable part of Revelation. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, 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 oh, like we're past the cute stage. <laughs> this is the, oh, I don't, that, that's the, uncomfortable. The cute stage of Revelation. Yeah, if that, there that ever was Yeah, one. that should have been the servant series. Um, and so you kind of, your whole message, uh, mm. if you haven't listened to it or watched it, uh, we'll put that in the show notes. Um, but you, you kind of talked, one of the things that stood out to me so so much was do not fear what you are about to suffer mm. but to be faithful yeah. and i was like i have to i first service heard it and then i was like <laughs> i have to sit through two more services and i was like okay maybe it'll get easier and lighter <laughs> no. it didn't get easier and lighter no. um and and even and i pulled this straight from your notes you said Uh-oh. the focus is not what we experience but how we respond yeah so in that kind of light um some might be wondering believer non-believer isn't it evil isn't it wrong that god would have this sort of approach to our life Ooh. that we would suffer that we would be to go all the way back to to myrrh that cru- yeah. you know that crushing that fragrance that happens only after a mm-hmm. crushing um does that not go against god's character Ooh. hey welcome to the breakdown so glad that you guys have been here catch us next week gonna- as we <laughs> You didn't even give me a heads up on this one. I could have been thinking through it. Man, yeah. So a lot of people, when they understand persecution, they understand suffering as a follower of Jesus. And it from the outside or maybe even being slightly just young or immature in our faith, it feels like that conflicts. Yeah. That these these two things do not mix well. Like, how is that even possible? And and I don't want to say it's a maturity thing either, just because 
Um, I, I don't see that in scripture either. Yeah. Like it, it, it varies even in that. Um, it varies on the experience. That was kind of the key of the, of the note right yeah. there is just cause we, it, we could use it to try to justify maybe our wrong response. Mm. Um, I'm probably going to paraphrase it horribly, but this week coming up, I'll talk about how difficult situations do not give you an excuse for a compromise. Ooh. You know, that's where we're going. Okay. This coming little week, sneak peek. Little I see what you did there. There we go. You know, and so we're in moments of suffering and 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 trial or affliction. And that just because our experience could be different than a church in another country or another Christian and what they're walking through, uh, doesn't give us an excuse to try to justify a wrong response. Mm. And so no matter what you're going through, the Lord is using that to try to shape you, conform you, better word would be transform mm-hmm. you into his image. Yeah. And that's the thing that we have to trust. Like we we're having a similar ish conversation in the college life group, um, talking about, you know, how, uh, faith is different now than it was maybe back in the old Testament days. Okay. Now it's definitely a different dispensation. And we were kind of talking like, Oh, we wish, we wish God would speak to us from a burning, like one of them said, I mm. want a burning bush. And I was like, well, give me, Moses some gas- moment. Yeah, give me some gasoline. I'll give you a burning <laughs> bush. You know, Take your sandals off. Yeah, this is not holy ground. Yeah, but- exactly. <laughs> and so we see things like that. And, and, and it, we almost view it in a sense of they had it better. Mm. If I had it like they would, my faith would be stronger than what it is. And, and I was trying to walk lightly without just calling them out and saying, that's a cop out, <laughs> you know? And so, um, so God is in control. He is, he is orchestrating all this. And so now in this era that we're in, in this dispensation, we have the completed word of God. Mm-hmm. So we're not having audible voices from God, um, where we would read God speaking yeah. to Moses. Right. And the one thing that we have to understand is like, that was God and Moses, a very one-on-one type of a you moment. You didn't see that across everyone. In yes. Scripture. There's two and a half million that came out of Egypt, you know, with the Exodus, but nope, we want, we want Moses. We want the hundredth of a percent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? And so we see that and we think, Oh, I want, I want it like Moses. And it's like, ah, uh, we probably most likely would have been one of the two and a half million that yeah. were, Worshipping the golden calf and blaming Aaron. <laughs> Here, take all my gold. You get, have. Yeah, getting bit by <laughs> vipers and stuff like that. That that would have been us. But we we read these stories and it's like, okay, God dealt with Moses that way, and I want God to deal with me that way. And and so I was reminding them, it's like, guys, understand what Jesus said. It is good that I go away mm. for the Helper to come. So instead of Jesus being able to dwell closely with his twelve, you know, then there was more disciples and then the crowds. Him going away, sending the Holy Spirit, having the third person of who the full Godhead, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, having that third person who now indwells us permanently, which is another shift from the Old Testament, and having the completed Word of God. Like, Paul would have looked at us and said, you have have the completed Word of God? Like... You lucky dog. Mm. Like, yeah. he, you know, we, so it's very much a, a grass is greener on the other side of the fence. And so, so we're going like a long way to the main point. God, not only, so we have the, the best person ever. God is completely perfect, mm-hmm. holy, pure, right? Um, so sometimes we as humans can fall into air and, and and you could say it's sin, possibly. You know, you, one might say you, that. What one might Not say that stretch. on a podcast? <laughs> you know, as they're sitting at a table with a candle. Um, so you have this perfect being, God, who is using His will, which is perfect and his ways, which are perfect to bring about us who are not perfect to Mm. be like him. Yeah. So for us to shake our fist at God and say, why would you choose suffering Mm. and not any other way (laughs) that, yeah, like to set the stage and just like, okay, walk that out again. I can be a better God. Let me take. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, some people talk about you know the problem of evil, and one of the one of the questions that gets brought up is, could God have created a better world? If there was one less murder in the world, that would be a better world than what we have. If there okay. would be one less rape, that would be a better. So why didn't God create that? Could He not have created a world where there would have been one less murder, where there had been one less kidnapping, and and. <laughs> 
So is is this the best possible mm. world he could have created? The, for me, yeah, no, there's there's a lot to think about in that, right? Mind just exploding. Because if you say yes, God could have created a better world, then he's evil for not. There you yep. go. Then he's evil for not doing it. And so so what we as the creature, the creation, not the creator have to look at is if God is perfect here pure, holy, and righteous, and he wants us to be like him, and he chooses suffering, I trust that that is the best way to get to, like, he's not just choosing the best destination for us to be like Christ, he's choosing the best route for us to get there, meaning it would be more difficult, more impossible, it would be less of God to choose something else other than suffering Mm. to get us to be like Christ. Because if the goal is to be like him, why would he choose something that would take you longer to get there? Why would he choose something Mm -hmm. else that would actually pull you away? It's not suffering uh, so much that um, pulls us away from God. It's pleasure. Yeah. You know, give give a man everything that he wants and yeah, he'll absolutely walk away from God. You know, the whole, I always kind of joke, McDonald's, Burger King, you know, have it your way type of, you know, and we're loving it. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Because one of the things I've always like having the conversation because it's come up like most of my life Mm -hmm. being in ministry, whether a kid, even you know, in high school and then in college, you know, Bible college, it it always came up like the problem of evil, and the 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 conversation always was the only the only reason that we know what good is is because we have God, and anything that isn't God, it you know, is bad, is evil, sinful, Um, and so that is because we have something to compare to. That you know, so that's always been kind of the not the pushback because that's a negative connotation, but that's always been the the definition, you yeah. know, for why evil exists, why you know why that happens, and then even knowing like within my own personal life, um, nine times out of ten, uh, I have to get jacked up for God to grab my attention, <laughs> and not. I, I feel not because he hasn't tried or given me yeah. opportunities before, but because there's all these things of pleasure. There's all these moments to be like, I'm going to try that out. Yeah. I'm going to do that instead of. Yeah, for sure. And you definitely have to walk through. And this is the one part a lot of people don't like because things will be happening in their life. And it's like, why is God allowing this? Why is God mm. doing this? And why am I suffering? And it's like, actually, it couldn't be your own stupidity. It, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there, there's a story and I won't go deep into it, but that I know of a person that made stupid decisions, ruined their marriage, um, uh, ruined the side relationship, which I don't know how you ruin a side relationship. They're all, it, it's already, <laughs> already ruined. ruined. Yeah. Um, uh, had uh, some consequences that they were walking through because of that. And, and, it, and it said, why is God doing this to me? And it's like, no, God is calling you out of that lifestyle. You're just walking in your sin. Mm. So you could just be dealing with your consequences. And I think probably that happens more times than not. But we want to look at God and say, oh, I'm suffering. And he's like, no, you're dealing with your consequences. You don't even know what suffering is. Yeah, suffering for in in the Christian context is the things, the the persecution, the affliction, the the trials, the testing because of our faith, not... Because of our sin. Yeah. And there's a difference. Well, and you even talked about that in your sermon referencing uh, the church in China, like the underground church in China, which statistically, you, I mean, year after year after year has, is just exploding. A place that is completely against Christianity, a place where you have to meet in secret and silence, um, a place that you either don't have the full scriptures, mm. um, you know, and and they they're they're growing numerically by leaps and bounds. They're they're growing spiritually. They're they're adding to their numbers, yeah. and then you compare that with the Western church, yeah. which we have the entire Bible, yep, and every uh, every good and maybe even bad translation or yep. not translate interpretation. I think I have. I have more than a dozen Bibles in I, my office yeah. right now. I'm not going to count. And that doesn't make me more holy and righteous. I'm just saying the availability oh, yeah. that we have. Just to walk it. to Walmart and grab just a paperback Bible. Oh, yeah. um, and we have the freedom to go into any church building that we want to yep. without persecution, mm-hmm. without suffering. 
we can wear whatever we want on our persons. We can we have cross know. necklaces and bracelets and anklets, Shirts and we, and, you know, and yet there are statistics to say that um, the American church or the Western Christ, uh, Western Christianity is in decline. Yeah. Um, which going back to what you said, like that, there is suffering, there is persecution mm-hmm. in China, and yet explosive growth, like. People are falling madly in love with Jesus. Yeah. So I had uh, probably about 10 years ago, um, it was a cool story how he came, but we were in church in Kansas at the time and had a guest come and speak, and um, he was from Saudi Arabia. Oh, I know where you're... Okay. I know this story. So he, <laughs> Buckle and he, up. <laughs> and he's a church leader there, and he's not a pastor. Like He was just like a, just a normal dude. Yeah. That's, I just I live in Saudi Arabia, and I'm a Christian there. And, and he was talking. He's super polite very nice and was only speaking encouraging things. He wasn't slapping the American church or anything like that, but I could just tell it was just like, cause he kept just like small little things that if you really weren't Here's a little bit of salt, on, here's a little bit of, th- there was yeah. just something. It was like, there's, I bet he wants to unpack that. And then they came to a Q and a time and everybody's asking, you know, like, Oh, what's your favorite food over there? Da, da, da. And I'm just like, and I was a younger man at the time. It's like, I got some questions. (laughs) And so I was like, all right, I got a question. And once I raised my hand, Ashley, my wife was like, oh no. She gets up and walks. I was like, I know where this is Because she knows where, like, she knows where my heart is and my, and my passion for, for this topic and the persecuted church and stuff like that. So anyway, so the, they came over with the mic and I was like, okay, you've been talking about how in Saudi Arabia, you guys meet five to six times a week, Mm -hmm. almost every day. Yeah. Right. They have to go to different houses on Sundays. That's house church style. Okay. And they can't go to the same house two weeks in a row. Because they're watching. Because they're watching. Yeah. We're creatures of habit. And if you just all of a sudden, hey, every Sunday these they're coming together, like, hey, that's something. Um, they can't wear any any necklaces, paraphernalia, nothing like that. No no t shirts, nothing like that. Um, there's so there's Sunday church, there's men's Bible study, prayer groups, there's all kinds of and they're meeting regularly yeah five to six times a week switching place locations switching places every time. locations yeah could you imagine the hosting and the communication on that like guys wh- tonight we're at bob's house <laughs> next week we're at Susie's. <laughs> Good grief. we were just joking like we've literally had people struggle with our service times and they're written on a massive sign on the building and they've been the same <laughs> for a year like people that have been coming to Calvary for a while, like what's what time's your service again? And it's like, let alone if it was somewhere else and at different times and different whatever. So anyway, um, and so I asked, I said, okay, so there's that context yep. for you in Saudi Arabia. I said, here in America, you know, the average that a a uh, committed Christian is attending church, I think it's like 1.6 times a month. Mm. You know, Love so they the don't even six. stay a full Sunday one of those weeks. They only stay 0. 0.6. They <laughs> well, get, my time's in. I'm out. <laughs> Sorry, Pastor. I got, you know, 0. 0.6 in. I, I did my, you know, it's so, um, and what I've always heard even in, in leadership stuff is like people will give you two time slots, Sunday and one other. And that's why life groups are big. Like yep. to be fully in, invested in the church of America, it's two time slots. You give you an hour on Sunday and we'll give you, you know, in, an evening for 60-ish minutes on another night of the week. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe, 40. And and I said, so in, in Saudi Arabia, you guys meet five to six under persecution, under watch, under... A lot of yeah. difficulties. And here in America, like we could meet every morning, every night, every evening, anytime that we want, wherever we want, as long as we were not breaking like law. Like yeah. you can't meet at the middle of an intersection and be like, no, this is my religious freedom. We claim freedom. this for the Lord. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, no, nah, I, I will hit you in my car. <laughs> Get out like, of I just want to go home. Okay. <laughs> um, and I said, do you ever wish that you lived in America where you could? You could meet without that. And he smiled and he paused and he was just like, thank you so much for asking this because I wanted to bring it up, but I didn't want to on my own volition. Yeah. I, yeah. I thank you for bringing it up so I could speak into it. He, he goes, I'll use this analogy. He goes, do you like Dr. Pepper? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm in youth ministry. What else are you supposed to I drink? live on I, it? I live on it. Of course I do. Come on. And he said, for me, um, 
you know, Dr. Pepper is really good. He goes, I love the bite. I love the fizz to it. And there's nothing worse when you go and let it be a fountain drink or if it's a two liter that's been open and been sitting there for like three weeks real and flat. you drink and it's real flat. Mm-hmm. And there's just, and he goes, if I lived in America and, and the church culture that exists here, he goes, I'm afraid I would lose my fizz. Dang. He goes, for, but for me to be in Saudi Arabia where... We're, we're under that. We have to be mindful. And and the whole context is being dependent upon the Lord. Mm. You know, like there's like you sing Amazing Grace and worship, knowing that at any point there could be authorities busting into the church to arrest you. That hits different. Yeah. You know, you read any of the word of God, knowing that at any moment, like what you're doing, one is illegal. Mm-hmm. Like all of us have that. Like even when I was a kid and I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. You know, like there, there was an excitement. Yeah. There was something that's just in us. And so at any moment, knowing that authorities could come in or neighbors or extremists or whoever it is, like there, there's multiple points of threat, you know, that hits different when you read the word of God, when you pray, when you, mm-hmm. you know, you're not just, Oh, you know, thank you for this food. And, oh, you know, hope the chiefs win. Like good prayers. Though. Good prayers. Good though. Prayers. Amen. But there's, their faith just hits differently and the struggle. So like everybody's hearing this and it's like, Oh, I'm a loser. And it's like, well, yes, yes we are. Um, but the struggle that we have to understand is that's not our fight. Mm. Oh, it is for those in China. It is for those in Saudi Arabia. It is for those in Korea. It is for those in Somalia and Nigeria and Burkina Faso and all these places that are under heavy persecution. We, we have to understand that's not our fight. Now, now that is our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so some people are like, okay, Nick, you're real passionate about the persecuted church, but what are you doing about it? Honestly, like no pat on the back, at least three times a week before I'm going to bed, I pull out on my phone. Um, I have an app for the, this is called the, the GCR prayer app. And mm-hmm. it's for, it's global Christian relief and it's the voice of the martyrs. And, and I'll run through and just, I'll spend a half hour and just praying through reading different stories and praying for them. You know, the voice of the martyrs magazine. I read that every time and I'm praying for them. I have the, uh, top 50 persecuted country oh, prayer oh, guide yeah, that yeah, we yeah. have down in the hub. I'm, I'm consistently walking through that, you know, walking through the top 10 and then the 10 to 20, 20 to 30, just praying through reading these countries. And it's like, Oh, that's cool. Nick, like you're just praying for them. It's like, understand that's the greatest thing that we can do. Yeah. Not because of of a cop out from this American pastor. But every time persecuted Christians and church leaders in other countries are interviewed and they ask, Hey, what could we be doing? What do they say? Be praying for Please us. be praying. And they don't pray for the persecution and the suffering to stop. No, at all. Never, never. They pray for endurance through it. They pray for like, uh, I'm going to blank where Paul said this. He, the very thing that is causing me be, to be in prison, I want more of that. I think it's Colossians. Let's see if we can find Let's it. Find Bible, Bible drills. Bible drills on us right here. Because I know he's talking about his suffering. Uh, yeah, there it is. Colossians 4. And at the same time, pray also for us that God may open a door to us for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account which I am in prison. Mm. I am in prison because I'm preaching the gospel. Would you pray that God would open a door for me to share the gospel? Not to open the door so I can leave prison. Yes. Not so I can have my freedom. <laughs> open the door so yeah. I can stay in prison and share the gospel. So it's like, you want me to pray for the thing that put you in prison? Yeah, that'd be great. Now, when it's sharing the word of God, yeah, that's what we're going to yeah. do. Now, like, oh, I'm in prison because I murdered somebody. Eh, I'm not that's praying a, that you find another <laughs> victim here, you know. But when you put it in a different context, that sounds insane. Yeah. It's like, why do you want to pray and want more of the thing that put you there? Because it's the gospel. Yeah. You know, so they don't ask for deliverance from suffering and not even deliverance through it, but just to endure whatever it is in it. Like, yeah. just like they understand this is. This is my life. This yep. is the call upon me. This is, this is our fight. And so then we have to ask, okay, us as Christians in Western America, what is our fight then? Oh, there goes one of the questions. Oh, is it? Okay. I wrote down. Are already ahead of you. And, and, and dead honest, I had no idea your notes. I had no idea what we're well, They watched me just type this two is, things. This so. is literally like <laughs> off, like shooting from the hip. And so what is our fight then? Hmm. One, 
I think we always have to be ready. Like any good soldier. Ready for battle. You have to be ready for battle. Because there might be a time for any of us that the Lord is going to say, all right, now this is your fight. And you're going to have to endure it. Either he's going to relocate us to it or the persecution is going to come to Mm -hmm. America. Personally, I don't believe persecution is going to hit America. Go with me. I would agree. If if you're going to go think through it, like think of the enemy, right? Right now, a a Christian in, in Afghanistan, yeah, you have to persecute him, put him under threat of death. You have to kill him to stop him. Right. Americans, you just give us Netflix and YouTube and there our phones. It is. And <laughs> In America, just give us comfort and distractions. Because if, if we come under persecution or suffering, our, our courage could accidentally be activated. It's so weird, accidentally activated. Yeah, ac- yeah, and that's the last thing that the enemy wants is for our courage to be activated and us to actually mm. stand firm. You know, and so definitely highly recommend reading the screw tape letters. I heard there's a movie out that's like, imagine like left behind and the screw tape letters had a baby. And I, <laughs> I, I, that's all I literally know. Some people have seen it. Some people are like, don't watch that. Devil is like the hardest book to read. But yeah, screw tape letters are, are really good written from uh, the enemy, like demons. And, and they had different hierarchical, uh, uh, you know, demons that are persecuting a man to keep him from faith yeah. or whatever. But that's one of the things is don't, don't invoke courage or, or in uh, a situation where he would have to respond. For, yeah. Yeah. To respond in courage. Cause then, then it's over. Just keep him comfortable. And Matt Walsh, you know, he's the one that has the whole, you know, what is a woman um, uh, documentary. documentary. So a few years ago, he wrote a great article and I think you can still find it. Um, I've read it, I think out loud once, um, uh, and I'm going to blank. It's something to the effect that Christians in the East are losing their lives while Christians in the West are losing their faith. Oh, and at the, find it. Yeah. And at the very end, he talks about that. Like the, the greatest thing he's not going to, that Satan's going to do towards us is not persecution and suffering. He's going to comfort us. Found it. It's on the Daily Wire. Yes. Yes. Walsh, Christians in the East lose their lives, but Christians in the West are losing their souls. Yes. And it, we'll put that in the show notes. Put that in the show I'll notes. I'll put that in the show yeah. notes. Read that. Put it's that from in your January pipe. 18th, 2018. 2018. Yeah. yeah. Read that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. And <laughs> it's one of those things I have to read at least every six months just to remind myself that I am a loser. <laughs> I just did the podcast with you and realized like, Literally. oh my gosh. So, so one understanding what our fight is not. Mm-hmm. Now, what is our fight? So what is suffering in, in America? What does that look like? Well, Obviously, next week I'll be talking specifically about a few things. I think we are under a full-on assault attack, um, and I think tolerance is a, the yeah. key thing. Um, but but suffering for our faith, whatever gets us to say no to Jesus, that's your persecution. Mm. Now, in China, it might be threat of death, or in Afghanistan, it's threat of death. I'll kill you, your family, your yeah. dog, and da, 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 your business. Like, that... That might be because they're trying to get them to say no to Jesus. But here, it's the same thing. Whatever whatever is causing us to say no to Jesus, that's our persecution and suffering. Ooh, that puts it in so well into perspective. Yeah. So it, it, it's this, and, and that's why we can't compare experience because it's going to be different. Yeah. But we can compare response. Mm. They're going to respond in faith in Christ. And are we going to respond in faith in Christ? So what does that mean? What does it mean to say no to Jesus for us as Christians in Western American culture? Well, I mean, uh, maybe the 1.6, maybe we need to get our weight up just mm-hmm. in church attendance. Yeah. Maybe we need to get our weight up in, in biblical understanding and, and Bible reading, you know, studying the word, um, our prayer. Like, are we, are we desperately praying in the same way that they are? Yeah. You know, cause, cause again, whatever it is that's causing us to say no to Jesus, we, we still need that same work of Christ in us. We still need to respond in faith, even though it might not be threat of life, but it's definitely a threat of your soul. Mm. 
Now, somebody, well, can you lose your salvation or not? That's a stupid question. Don't even. That's season that five road. of <laughs> the breakdown. 15, episode 47. I will be find long gone. There. Nick is going to do a find season it. of Q&A. And <laughs> find it in the show notes. <laughs> but, you know, so that's the, that's the thing. Because whatever we're going to say no to, that's going to be our fight. Yeah. And so um, it could be maybe it's a, a sin that we're struggling with that we don't want to let go of. You know, and I think there's multiple people that need to put down uh, electronic devices and certain websites, you know, because that's causing them to say no to Jesus Mm. that are not allowing the fullness of what God wants to do in and through them. Um, I think some of us, it's our careers and our jobs that we are more about uh, the number that's in our bank account or the number of letters that we have after our name or the title before our name or the corner office. I have zero letters after my name. <laughs> Me too. Well, we'll have no I think letters. I can actually do a couple, but I see that when people you write at least articles. started to go for some of those letters. I'm like, I have zero. Desire. Yeah, I and honestly, I like I read articles from people. This is such a rabbit trail. I read articles from other pastors, and they always have their like PhD, or well, even just like a couple MAs. Yeah. You know, just master's degree in this and that. And I was like, oh, these guys are super smart. And I'm like man, I'm, I'm really dumb because I have the same degree. <laughs> but I never say it that way, which is good. But, you know, so uh, let it be a secret sin issue. Let it be something that we hold on to more than we hold on to Christ. Let it be spiritual disciplines that we're not pressing into, mm-hmm. that we need to. You know, um, serving, I think, is a huge, huge aspect. Like we are, um, oh, how, how, I love how this is worded and it's not original. And I don't know where I got it. So, um, somewhere, if, if you're hearing this and you're like, Oh, that's me, please let we me wanna know. know. Yeah. We want to know. I'd love to know that. We're never more like Jesus than when we're serving one another. Mm. For the son of man came to serve and not mm. to be served and give his life as a ransom. But so many of us are so worried about saving our life, not giving our life. You said that the first thing I think of is Jesus washing the disciples' feet, like oh, the yeah. lowliest of low, like the son of God shouldn't have to do, mm-hmm. and he's doing it. Yeah, because I love the whole, you know, Matthew 16, if you'd come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, mm. not could lose it, will. will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world but and lose. forfeits his soul? Or what mm. shall a man give in return for his soul? For the Son of Man, this is the greatest part, for the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. So he's talking to believers He's talking to disciples saying, I, there's, there is the doctrine of rewards right there for yeah. how you live as a Christian, that you could be an apathetic, complacent, lukewarm Christian. Why well, are they going to heaven or not? I, I, I don't want to fall yeah. into that trap. I want to, I want to, with passion and zeal and a vibrancy, try to serve the Lord with everything that I have. And, and is it for the reward? Sure. Is it for him? Yes. Cause I know he is the reward, mm-hmm. you know, and we talked about that even Sunday, the crown of life. What is that? I, I don't know, but I'll take two. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I got a big head. So, um, like that's, and so each and every one of us have to look at our lives and, and ask and, and, Honestly, look in the mirror of our hearts and our minds, look at the word and understand what is the thing that keeps me from saying yes to Jesus? Mm -hmm. What's the thing that keeps me keep saying no to Jesus? You know, and it's like, you know, because we talk to some people and it's like, oh, I can never do that. Why? Because dot, dot, dot. And it's like, evaluate. Yeah. yeah. Then your faith will never grow past that, Mm. that point. Because wherever we draw the line in the sand and say no to Jesus, guess what the very thing is he's going to ask from us? More. That. <laughs> I see your line, I yeah. raise it. Yeah. Lord, I can never, I can never lose this job and, and take a pay cut to open up time to lead my family and to be involved in my church and to, in this ministry. Be dependent okay. on me. Yep, that's going to be the thing that he yeah. calls you to do. He won't say, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know that's a big struggle I'll for you. I'll lessen that down for Here, you. Here, yeah, yeah. Like, l- l- let's figure out something else. Could you could you do some coloring pages for me then? Like, I'll it, watercolor for you, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> but that's what we want. We always want to look at we'll look at God and say, like, all right, how about 
you know, like you have their stores, like what is it? There's Old Navy, Gap, and Banana Republic. Oh yeah, like the, and they're yeah, all yeah. in the same parent company. Yep. It's really the same clothes. Just some people want to pay thirty dollars for a shirt. $20 for a shirt or $10 for a shirt. I wish I could walk into Banana Republic and pay $30 for a shirt. It's like 65 Is it really 65 oh, Yeah, it's so expensive. I've never been in a Banana Republic. I Can went you in, tell? I worked at it. I worked when I was in, when I was in college. I worked at Express in the mall. I have no idea what that is. It's, uh, it, anyways, okay. Bougie. Okay. bougie. Um, <laughs> expensive and bougie. Um, and so I would I would go into Banana Republic because we, for some reason, got discounts. I don't okay. know why, how that yeah. worked. And I walked in and was like, immediately walked back out. I was like, <laughs> nope, I'm out. <laughs> But a lot of times we look at the higher things that God has for us, and it's like, no, hey, I, w- I just want the old Navy version of that. Like, I don't need that, but yeah. I'll take this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Can, yeah. I, can I have the Kmart special of that? I'll take the blue like, light yeah, special. The, yeah, do you have the blue light special Christianity? Like, that is so much easier for me to the drink. The Christianity that has no persecution, doesn't yeah. take too much of my time, yeah. doesn't take too yeah. much of my money. Yeah, because there, there's a lot of times people, you'll hear it, and I, and I've all of this is stuff I've struggled yeah. through. So like to say that like I just popped out and was like let's go be, like, yeah. not at all like I still struggle with this stuff but to but to think like oh I could never do what those Christians are doing in China I could never do that with those that are in Nigeria or Afghanistan and it's like don't worry you won't have to Oof. don't worry you won't have to because because you're struggling with the, the these things here yeah why would there why would there be a greater suffering that God would bring in your life when we're having a trouble just getting through the Kmart special of it, you know? Dang. Like, have you ever seen the video of Christians receiving Bibles in China? I was going to, okay. I literally, yeah. You put that on where they, they open it and they are just losing it, crying, mm-hmm. hugging the Bible. The first time I ever watched one of those videos, I'm an emotional person. Okay. If you don't know me, I'm an emotional <laughs> person. This I, is group therapy. That's right? exactly right. I cried like a baby, yeah. like just super convicted, not at just the sense of like, oh, just the fact that how many Bibles do I have mm. at my disposal? Yeah. How many Bibles could I have at my disposal? And yet, do I pick it? You know, it's like, yeah. do I walk in and pick it up? Do I, you know, it's like, so, oh man. So as we were, as I was prepping for talking about persecution and suffering, one of the things is I have that old uh, Voice of the Martyrs, yeah. Jesus Freak book where mm. they uh is it dc talk dc talk yeah, okay, yep. dc talk i wanted to make sure i said that right what will people <laughs> when they even... sorry oh my there we go um and so it's just uh short stories of persecuted and martyred christians yep. and different things and and we talked about polycarp that story was yep. in there yep. and different things and there's one i think it was in the 70s in a communist country okay there was a it was a small uh, Bible study going on, house church type thing, and the communist authorities broke in, saw, were able to track it down, broke in, um, and they take the pastor's Bible and they throw it down on the floor. And they said, if you want to walk out of here alive, you need to spit on the Bible. He did. And the pastor did. He hawks a loogie, crying, spits on it, saying, Lord, forgive me, and he spits on the Bible, and they let him go. And one by one, all the adults spit on the Bible and save their life. And the last one out's a 17-year-old girl who walks over, kneels down to the Bible, picks it up, takes her dress, wipes off the spits, and says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And then got shot in the head. And Christians in China cry when they see the Word of God. Half our church doesn't even bring a Bible to church. Hmm. Now, okay, they're on the phone, and I get that, and there's digital people rock on, but you know what I mean? Like, they're that, yeah. when, you, when you see other people's passion for the Word and passion for Jesus, like, it's a stark reminder of sometimes my apathy and yeah. my complacentness for Jesus and for the Word. Yeah. You know? Now... And then again, then you have some people that get frustrated and they're like, whoa, am I supposed to just sit around and read the word all day? And it's like, no, but you can memorize and meditate on it all day. I mean, there is that like, you know, Jesus was a carpenter and I think that was a very specific trade um, that he got born into because as he was working, I bet he was praying, you know, like I do that at home if I'm working with like right now I'm working on a project that is um, more, uh, 
hands oriented, I'm painting or whatever. And so my mind's just running and I'm thinking about everything else. So I'm not sitting down and thinking through, but I'm, my hands are busy. I'm, I'm painting, but I'm thinking through and I'm praying and I'm, yeah. I, I could be, you know, reading scripture in my head of different things. Like, yeah, there's, there's different things that we could do in that we could write Bible verses on sticky notes and put them through our house. Like we did that when uh, my wife's anxiety was really, really high so that everywhere we went, we just had these promises. When I got diagnosed, Ashley's grandma, um, who's with the Lord now, she sent us uh, a bunch of little post-it, not post-it notes, but um, index cards Mm -hmm. with all of her favorite Bible verses. And so those are the ones that like, I just kind of run through them or put them out throughout the house or whatever, just to see. And it's like, you know, well, put them in your car or, you know, what happens if you have somebody come over and they see all these Bible verses all over your house? And it's like, it's a great conversation starter. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. They're going to open the door naturally. Like what yeah, in the world? Do it at your office or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. And so there's just, uh, it, it, it's always a struggle because we see what's going on in other countries and we think, okay, I'm a loser. Right. And I think there's a certain level that we do have to allow our hearts to be grieved by what with what other people endure. Yeah. But at the same time, understand that they wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Yeah. Because they're seeing truly God operate and move and deliver and protect and guide and all that. You know, we just have to have a sensitive heart for the same, mm. you know. And so that's where we'll eventually here in a few weeks, we'll talk about Laodicea, you know, be hot, be cold, or I'll spit you out of my mm-hmm. mouth. And, and the context is this, if you have like, I have a bottle of water, it's fairly cold. So if I had an ice cold drink here and I had a hot coffee drink here, if I just let them sit and just give it time, the temperature of the room around will change the temperature of the liquids mm-hmm. so that they match. That's what Jesus is saying. We, we have to fight the temperature of our culture from changing us. So be cold, which is refreshing on a hot day. Be warm, be hot, which is awesome on a cold day, whatever it is. But don't allow the temperature of the culture to change you to match mm-hmm. that we should be yeah. different. We should be peculiar people. And so when the culture is... Uh, almost to the point now, almost violently attacking the things of God. You know, it's like, all right, this is, am I going to allow my thermostat to be knocked down Mm -hmm. or up a couple degrees? Or am I going to hold fast to where God wants me to be? You know, and that's, and and it might change your life, you know, Um, here in, I think it's Thyatira. We'll talk about, um, they had these guilds. So all the craftsmen, you know, were grouped together and, and obviously their, their craftsmanship and their businesses and their, and their false religions were closely tied together. And so they used to have these like sex festivals (laughs) once a month and, 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 and and Christians would struggle because if they didn't go and they weren't a part of the guild, then they wouldn't get any business. And then the other aspect of it is, is a lot of these craftsmen, like a silversmith or whatever, they would be making statutes uh statue stat uh statues statues thank you that's the word i'm looking for um of these false gods and these christians would struggle with it and they're like this is just my way of life this is not what i believe and i think it was like tertullian that was like who says you have to live then dang you know, like, yeah. w- would it not be better to stand firm, say, no, I'm not going to make that. I'm not going to participate in that. Oh, okay. Well, you're going to go hungry and die. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like, we, we, and I struggle this. So here's, here's one of the big struggles that I have. And, and I don't know how much of this I'll get into Sunday. So maybe this could be good fodder for next week, you know? So uh, he's already going notes. Here we go. <clears throat> So what do we do being Christians that live in a culture that is very anti-God? And there's multiple organizations, companies, um, and stores that are absolutely attacking the things of God. Did you look at my notes? No, not at all. And so how do we operate? And I struggle. On one side, I'm like, go be a light. Yeah. Because if, and I think I'll say this Sunday, if we reject everybody that rejects God, then we're... We're fighting their battle using mm-hmm. their weapon. Yep. And nobody has ever came into faith by re- being rejected. Like you, you, us as Christians can't reject other people that are living apart from God 
so much that they're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm being rejected so much by these Christians. Maybe I should join them that, yeah. you know, we're, we're called to be a light. And again, light plays well in the darkness, meaning the gospel plays well with really broken people. Yep. It's not something to keep away from them, but to almost flood them with it, you know? And so, so in one breath, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I want to be right in the middle where the sinners are, because if, if I'm not, who else is going to yeah. be? You're like, how are they ever going to see what Christian values yeah. are? You know, so so part of me is like, rock on, keep, keep shopping at those stores. And then the other side of me, it's like, you know, because some people are like, well, I can't shop there anymore. And it's like, well, then don't. Like, uh, and so for me, I think it's a big conscience thing. Like if that goes against your conscience that to not shop at those stores or to buy those products, then don't. And then if it goes against your conscience to, I don't want to reject them. I want to be present in there. And it's like, okay, go ahead. Yeah. You know, but I'm probably not going to buy, you know, the things that are promoting. Yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. I might just need some shampoo or something. Well, I de- definitely don't need yeah, that. Be involved, but. So that's funny because one of the things, uh, you know, when we started the breakdown, two seasons ago, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the taglines is the thing, you know, yes, we're pastors. The, that's a title, you know, that's not who we are. We're people. Yeah. And, and part of the breakdown was, um, <clears throat> as we walk through your sermons or, or whatever the Lord has for us that we would share in our own sanctification process. Cause that's never ending. You know, we're, we're always struggling, always growing. And so my wife and I had a situation probably in the last two weeks oh. related to, certain decisions by certain companies yeah. that we shop at. Yep. And so my wife came in and said, Hey, I, I, I don't think yeah. like, I don't want to do this. Are you okay with that? And I said, you know what? I was thinking the same thing. I, I'm okay with that. But I had that internal struggle mm-hmm. of, you know, like what well, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the pastor. I don't want to be the Christian that says, Oh, I'm going to take all my toys and go play in the sandbox over here with yeah. only the other Christians. It's like, well then, then who's out sharing yeah. Jesus with other people. Yeah. And so for me, as as we've talked about it, and this is again, this is just me as John Humiston. Um, I totally, I totally get what you're saying because for us, it was um, us shopping at those stores, mm-hmm. shopping them if you want to. I don't, I'm not going to judge on. you for yeah. it. Like that's not the point. For for me and my family, mm-hmm. my wife and my two girls, um, who when we realized and looked at it, use a lot of these, these stores, pr- <laughs> these stores products, like the baseline yeah. products okay. and things like that, mean. or um, anyone that knows me knows that I, at sometimes my life was defined by this certain chain, and I lived in this chain. And um, I and don't know what that is, but I love this. Keep going. One has to do with coffee, another one oh, is a okay. shopping center. All right, gotcha. Um, and so for us, it was a place of for now. Yeah. For so now, now, in this season, we're not going to shop there. Yep. Um, knowing that our finances are going to be directed toward, towards things that we, we just can't support. Yeah. Um, and then to take that and to go, okay, we have to buy some of those things. Mm. How do we redirect? Yep. Because a lot of times what we do is is we we see the big things, almost like the, here we go with the big sins, you know, like we see yep. the big things that are in the news. It's like, oh, yep. I'm not going to do that. And it's like, yep. if you actually did the research <laughs> about what this other store supported to, you're mm. just in this, you know, like you did. Because there's honestly... Because again, we can't hold our Christian values. We can't hold... Um, non-christian companies which even to a couple, christian values yeah to, yeah you can't honestly like I, I think it was switchfoot that talked about this talked about christian songs and he's like songs can't be christian stores can't be christian mm-hmm. or not now people that work at them that own them can hold to christian values but only people are christians not the entity that yeah is. not the entity yep. but for for us we can't hold uh non-believers and and whatever organizations or businesses that they run or own, we can't hold them to Christian values. Yes. You know, it's like you can't look at a, an unsaved person and say, why aren't you acting more saved? And it's like, because only a saved person should act saved. Like, yep. that would actually be a hypocrite <laughs> otherwise. And so so there is a struggle in that. And so I, I, I go back and forth. And, and not to say that there's like the weaker or stronger Christian, but I do think like what Paul was saying with meat sacrificed to mm-hmm. idols you know, like there were some Christians that are walking up and they're like, yeah, these crazy dudes that don't know God and hate God, but they, they can take a good cow and smoke it up. And that's some great brisket, you know, like that's a really fancy smoker and they're bowing down to it. But like, Hey, I just, I, I just want some barbecue just beef. Want some barbecue. Yeah. I'll just take some barbecue. Yeah. And, and there's no guilt 
yeah. against them. Yeah, yeah. And they can, where other ones would be like, how could you eat that? How like, dare you? Yeah. yeah that was, yeah, yeah. And, it, and Paul's like, he's saying, hey, stop. Don't be a stumbling block either to either side. Yeah. And so, like, if you feel strongly that, like, hey, I don't need to be going uh, shopping at those places, then don't. If you feel like, no, I still want to go, but I want to be a light, like, okay, be a light, but let's be honest. Yeah. Like, how evangelistic, yep. how much are yep. you letting your light shine? Now, I mean, you could walk up and down the store singing Jesus Loves Me. That's what I do. <laughs> That's why I've been kicked out you know, of said store. Because a lot of times I think, oh, I just need to, I, do, I'm, I used to get that a lot from students, you know, like, oh, I just need to be, I just want to be a light in the hallways. And I'm like, well, when's the last time that you told somebody or asked somebody if they, if you could pray for them or you shared, yeah. you know, at an event you're doing it, you're like, oh, I haven't. And it's like, well, then you're not really being a light. You're, you're, you're putting a basket over your light. Mm. You're trying to blend in. Yeah. You're trying to become the same temperature as the world around because you don't want anybody to see that you're either cold or steaming hot over here. You don't stand out. You, you don't in. stand out. Yeah. You know, now if like, no, I want to, I, I, I want to invite people to church or youth events. I want to be praying for students. I want to be there and present. It's like, okay, that's, that's a different heart, yeah. but like lean into that, like be a man of your word in a sense. And again, it's always a, it's always a difficulty. Okay. I want to end with this. Oh, he's got something. Cause I think this is one of the, we we've talked about this when the mics are off is we talk about a lot. We do the mics are off, but th- this, Lord. this is a Nickism. This is a youism. Um, Hold on. Do you have it written down? No. Oh, okay. Can you remember it? Can I go down a quick rabbit trail? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Have you seen the bingo board that is made up of Nickisms? I heard about it. (laughs) There's a wonderful student in our church that put together a bingo board. And literally, I think my kids are paying attention to the sermons more because they're like, yeah, you, you say a lot of the same things over and over. And I'm like... It's church. Of course I'm going to like, hey, trust the Lord. Oh, you can't, you know, anyway. So the, the best so part you, about this oh, great. is is the 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 person <laughs> that made this. Yeah. Um, how can I say this genderly? Is is a part of a family that is very connected to <laughs> to leadership yes. here at Calvary. Yes. So without kind of without calling anybody, yeah. Yeah, just which I love, I just love. I haven't seen it in the last like week or two. Or whatever, I haven't seen so. it, but I've heard everyone yeah. around it. There's like the yeah. the like, kerfuffle, yeah. like the now if one of you sinners stands up in the middle of service after I say something, bingo, challenge like, accepted. Whatever, I'm five hundred dollars. I'm gonna tell the security team like if anybody stands up and shouts, <laughs> shoot them, shoot them right away. You know, how to, just like in the kneecap. In the calf, okay, but shoot them. Extra crown in heaven. No, extra, if you're the first person, <laughs> whatever, to stand up in church, you know like, they're going to do that. I know they you will. Know That's they why are. I love our people. Oh, They'll do whatever. it. There'll be a fight about who said bingo I got first. Siri interrupting my. Oh my gosh, enough. that was hysterical. <laughs> that was that was that was divine intervention. That was divine? too perfectly yeah. timed. All right, what do you got? Nick ism. Um, okay, so the Nick ism uh, that we've talked about is don't beat the bride. Oh, don't be at the it, It's very easy uh, when you're in a setting in a medium like this, talking about knowing conversations we've had in our hearts. The goal has never been to create this um, disenfranchisement, to mm. speak ill of the church, to talk about talk bad. Like no. we don't ever want someone to end listening to the podcast either early or at the end of it yeah. and just feel yeah like. There's no point. Like I'm the mm. worst. I'm the worst sinner. I'm the worst. Like, I think there are times that it's good, even as you're sitting telling. You know, you're like, oh, I, I pray. Like, I, I, I do. I read Voice of the Martyrs. I've got this mm. app. I spend time praying. I'm like, I'm a loser. Maybe I just <laughs> need to move to a director position. <laughs> like, I'm not doing <laughs> that. I'll be the creative. But that's just me, though. So correct. But like, how do we? And I think mm-hmm. it's there. There is, um, there is a fine line and a mm. healthy line to know that there is. There is feelings based that yeah. I'm putting that on myself, yeah. but there's times that the Lord and the Holy Spirit can be doing a work and a movement to bring my attention and my focus to something that, yeah. that I do need to, to change, shift, yeah. step into, step out of. How do we, as Christians, as believers, step into the awkward mm-hmm. and the uncomfortable of suffering and tribulation and not walk away from the last 40 minutes just going... I'm a deadbeat loser and don't deserve to be called a Christian. Because I know how many times I've listened to sermons yeah. or podcasts and felt it's that way. Point. It's like, oh, I just need to do better. And it's like, it's not about doing better. Yeah. I think for me, 
there for me there one there's a mindfulness mm-hmm. there needs to be a mindfulness of this when we i think half that's half the battle is just accepting and understanding yeah okay for whatever reason and we don't know god put us here so think of the parable of the talents mm. the five the three and the one yep. You know, and a lot of times we want to put, we want to go to directly to financial stuff and like, okay, those are the churches with one in other countries. Mm-hmm. They don't have everything. Like, I don't know who the five, three and the one is. Right. So in the sense of a persecuted church, we're a one, they're a five. Yeah. In the sense of financials, we're a five, they're a one or a three or something yeah. like that. Like, so, but just understanding <clears throat> that for each of the servants, the master gave one, five, one, three, and one, one but they were all on the same side of the master. Mm. You know, so just a mindful, just to understand, you know, so if we're the one, Hey, I was given a one. Those guys were given five. Those guys were given three. I have one. What am I going to do with my one talent? You know, or I was giving five. They were given three. They were given one for some reason, for whatever the reason would be the master trusts us to give us what he gave us. So we live in America where there is, at least at this point, some context of religious freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's the issues and the struggles that we're having, the political divisiveness, the, uh, all the social injustice issues that some of them aren't even social injustice, but we're trying to make it that, whatever it is. Like for whatever reason it is and within the time frame, like we're here, it's 2023, you know. We, none of us showed up when we wanted to show up. We yeah. showed up when God, it's like, he has given us this. If it's five talents, three talents, one talent, I don't know. But whatever it is, he has entrusted us to be a part of his body in America at this time. And if you look at the persecuted church in Afghanistan or China, for whatever reason, under his own understanding, he gave those believers to be Christians in this time there. So just a mindfulness to understand. Yeah. And that's where, again, we're not going to compare the experiences. How are we going to respond with what we have? So we have, uh, at least at this point, decent financial freedoms. We have um, uh, financial freedoms, uh, religious freedoms. We have financial, I would say, we're we're not poverty, you know, and and the church in America. And I'm I'm broad brushing. I'm not talking to Calvary Chapel. You know, there's a lot of resources there. I mean, even the resources and the uh, things that we have to grow our faith. I mean, abundant, abundance, absolutely abundant. And so what am I going to do? How am I going to respond with what God has given me? Mm. So at the end of it, why are they under persecution? And I can and I can go to church in peace. This is what the Lord gave you. Respond in faith. Be faithful in and through it. Yeah. Well, what about them? They are doing dot, 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 dot. And uh, me, I don't have any of that. Well, what does God have? You know, so think of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And I love about that is because as a good shepherd, he will give us what we need. Sometimes we don't even know what we need. And so if the Lord hasn't given it to us, then maybe the context is that we don't need mm. it. And, and so, okay, why did the Lord give us this? Because there's there's a response that he wants to see from yeah. us, and so in so instead of because uh, a lot of times we run from suffering to persecution, we run straight to your life, like in China, Afghanistan, yeah. whatever it would be, and it's like, and that's where I go back to whatever it is that causes us to say no to Jesus. So each of us have to look at that, you know. So for me, the twenty one days of prayer and fasting, you know, um, I I didn't have to fast alcohol. Mm. I, I I don't drink. Yeah. And not because I'm a pastor, there's other reasons for it, but I, I just don't drink. So that wasn't much of a challenge because I've, I've, I've been going clean for like a. Want to fast from alcohol? Yeah. I was you like, picked what, it up. What, when's the last the time you drank? <laughs> uh, seven. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like, so I, I had to look at my life and say, okay, what is taking a lot of my time that um, is not maybe evil, but it, it's just where am I wasting my time? So I gave up social media for yeah. 21 days. <sighs> So if you've been trying to contact me on social media, like Instagram messaging me or Facebook, like, I, sorry, I'm not checking that. I've been sending you guys stuff like crazy because Adventure Week. And yeah. you, you're like, I'm not on social media. I was like, yeah. ah, it makes sense. Why I haven't yeah. accepted any of my stuff. So, <laughs> so 
And and that's the same thing. Like other we we love like me and my wife talking at the college life group and different things, hearing what other people have given up for their twenty way twenty one days. And it's like, oh, I wouldn't have known. Oh, that's cool that they're like it is just different because our experiences are different. Yep. The things that get to us are, and so that's the same thing with it. And so be encouraged, be faithful. What so what do we know for sure? Well, the Lord wants to see faithfulness in us. You know, don't forsake the assembly. You know, uh, hide God's word in your heart that you might not sin against him. Pray without ceasing. Serve one another. Like there, there's some, not as basic, there is strong, good, foundational mm-hmm. uh, spiritual disciplines that God w- wants us to follow in so that, um, and don't stop at the spiritual disciplines. That's not the end goal. The end goal is the fruit of the spirit, yeah. you know? So what's just, so, okay, go to Galatians 5. Let's just do this real quick. I know we're, we're trying to wrap up, but the pastor won't shut up. Just call it what it is, okay? So Galatians 5, fruit of the Spirit. I think every one of us look at our life and say, okay, what do we do in the midst of persecution and suffering? What? So the fruit of the Spirit is the first, uh, there's there's nine attributes. What is sucking the love out, out of our life? Mm. Like what is just pulling the love out of our life? Like we, like. My job. We, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, it's too easy. Hey, we can we can easily fix that <laughs> real quick. Sorry, I you know. I totally surrender the moment. But but what's going on in our life that's keeping us from love? Love to God and love to one another. That's that's something that you mm. might need to think through. What about joy? What is sucking the joy out of your life? Some of you, you might say my job is. So why continue on? Yeah. Why continue on in a life that absolutely drains you and a job that absolutely drains you that you just feel like you're spinning your wheels? Well, what am I, how am I supposed to provide for my family? Be faithful. Mm. You know, um, peace. What, what is in your life that is just absolutely keeping your life at a, as a crazy, hectic chaos? My, I'm just kidding. No, my wife. <laughs> he was going to say my wife. I knew he was. London? I was going to say my job again. Uh, oh, your job. Okay. But, you know, with, with uh, some people, you know, you hear them talk about kids sports, and I know we're passionate <laughs> about this topic as mm-hmm. former youth pastors, you know, and it's like, oh, I got to run. We got this kid here, that kid there. Da, da, da. My life is just so chaotic, and we never even have time to sit down and have dinner together. And it's like... Whatever you say yes to, you say no to something else. Yeah, you know, and it's like there, there's an easy way you can handle all that. They're like, oh yeah, what's that? And it's like quit it all. Well, I can't do that. I'm gonna be a terrible parent. I'd, yeah, yeah. And it's like okay, well, um, so peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Like those are the that's the fruit of the spirit. Like that's the nine different attributes that God wants to see in us. And so whatever is pulling that out of our lives and away from us and whatever's keeping us from walking in the fullness of that, that sounds like something that is persecuting mm. and, and that is causing affliction to you. Walk out of that. Yeah. You know, now here's the other thing. You're going to have to suffer for that. Pull all your kids from sports teams. L- look at the coach and say, hey, Wednesdays, my kid is going to come out early for practice. Well, why is that? Because we have church. Link is not going to play. Okay. Yeah. And be okay with that. I mean, it, what is it? Less than 0.1% that your kid's going to go yeah. to the pros anyways. But I will say this. There are a lot of kids that that is their golden ticket to college. Yeah. Like, I, I want to be mindful of that. But at the end of the day, like you have to sit down as a family, run your own race, fight your own fight and say, yep. okay, what do we want our family to be? And you got to walk through that and you, you got to make some decisions, but understand that, you know, we make our choices and our choices make us. Mm. There's there's going to be some suffering from that. It, it's going to happen. You know, we have we have said no to quite a few things. And honestly, you'll probably say no more than you say yes, so that we can say yes to the Lord. Yeah. You know, like we joke about the, the day that Dayton figured out how much I would have made if I would have continued the same <laughs> level of education and nursing as that I have in theology and seminary. And then he understood what the pay range was. Mm. And it's like, but it's ministry. Yeah. You know, uh, me and him are actually been having talks about that, just talking through ministry. And he's kind of asking me like, what, what was that like giving that up? And it's like, what did I give up? Mm. The world says he gave something up, but yeah. yeah. To me, I feel like I gained it all. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, no. Does that answer your question? Yeah. it's No, I just thought it was a good place to. Don't feel defeated. Feel convicted. Not guilty. Guilt horrible. Feel convicted. Feel challenged. You know, we don't want to beat the bride, but we definitely want to reproof and correct her. Yeah. 
which is different. Yep. Um, beating the bride is, oh, you're not good enough. And we're just, da, 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 you know, but I do think there needs to be like, and, and as, as serious as the world is getting about its attack on God, I think the church needs to respond within itself just as serious. Yeah. And I think mm. probably, you know, I know uh, second service, there was a couple of things I said that I have even been reeling a little bit like, should I have said that? Mm. Or maybe the manner in which I said it. And it's like, but we have to understand that like the world is real serious about this. And, and, and we have to respond in the same seriousness, yeah. like, like, a, like any kind of uh, army battle group. Like I'm going to. I love those scenes where like they have all the soldiers lined up and they get ready to go on their, on their mission. It's like, I'm going to put you in harm's way. Like this is a serious situation yeah. that we are about to step foot in. None of those guys are joking. None of those guys are laughing. They, we need to respond in the same seriousness yeah. as it. And I think there's times for that, that we do need to, you know what? That felt, that, that felt like a whooping, you know? not beating the bride, but it definitely was a, a, a moment and a time for encouragement yeah. and for correcting and reproof. And, and honestly, it's like, it, it starts with me, Yeah, you know? So that's no, good. Welcome to the breakdown. Well, <laughs> yeah, really, <laughs> we need fun, happy music. So when we end like Change this, it's the... like, Oh, there, there's at least something oh, that good. felt really nice. If they haven't quit already. Yeah. yeah First right. off, thanks for making it this far. <laughs> Thanks for See, like this going is where all we the way need to the, the trivia question or like a challenge to do. Like, if you made it this far, you should you made text. It this far. No, okay. You get a. We'll have to think of something for yeah. for next week. I'll I'll work on that. I'll work on that in the midst of adventure week and everything else. So <laughs> yeah, we don't have anything going on. Hey, a couple things as we close down. First off, thanks Nick for sitting down with us once again, taking time out of your day. Thank you guys for watching and or listening. If you could do us a favor, if you could like the video or subscribe, if you're not subscribed on YouTube, or just share either the podcast um, or the YouTube with someone you may know. Not for. Uh, the podcast to to have a name, not for us to have a name, but we we want to help people fall in love and love Jesus. Amen. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. And so we would love for you to do that. But uh, that's it for uh, this episode. We'll uh, we'll sign off and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, see you guys.